Can you heal from abuse? What do I do after leaving my narcissist? What does a healthy relationship look like? These concerns cross the minds of over 20 people every minute, over 28,800 people every day. And the sad fact is, we still don't talk about it enough. Healing from emotional abuse isn't a band-aid situation, but it doesn't have to take years either. The lives of millions of other survivors around the world have been impacted by their narcissist. Yours doesn't have to. To show you how to live a free, confident, and peaceful life, your host and founder of the Healing from Emotional Abuse philosophy, Marissa F. Cohen. This episode of Healing from Emotional Abuse is brought to you by the Healing from Emotional Abuse philosophy. Have you ever wondered why you keep falling for the same type of person, wondering when it's going to be your turn to have control of your life? Now is the time. The Healing from Emotional Abuse philosophy, the three keys to overcoming narcissism, is an easy-to-follow program where I show you how to release your trauma in a safe and healthy way, build resilience, confidence, self-esteem, self-love, and self-worth, and then rebuild your environment. Surround yourself with healthy people and energy. Your life is yours, and the decisions you make should reflect the people in your life who deserve to be there. People who treat you with kindness and respect, who value you and show you that you are worthy of love every single day. Friends who love and support you and are positive and inspirational and a partner who encourages you to achieve your goals and think bigger than you've ever thought before. Following my three-step system will change your life. I fell into the cycle of abuse, dating narcissist after narcissist, each one of them taking a piece of me with them. And I struggled to know who I was or who I could trust for a long time but I learned all the right steps to take and want to help everyone else who's struggling like I did do the same. I don't want to lose any more survivors to suicide, addiction, or self-harm. There is help out there. So I'm offering my book, The Healing from Emotional Abuse Philosophy, The Three Keys to Overcoming Narcissism for free. Scan the QR code in the show notes to get your free copy of my best-selling book filled with exercises and activities to help you overcome your trauma. In addition to my book, I'm also offering a free coaching session where we'll put together a healing plan specifically for you. Make an appointment with me at schedulealcallwithmarissa.com. That's schedule, S-C-H-E-D-U-L-E, a call, C-A-L-L, with Marissa, M-A-R-I-S-S-A.com. It's time to take your life back and live with confidence, freedom, and peace. Welcome back to Healing from Emotional Abuse, the podcast. I am your host, Marissa F. Cohen, and today we are joined with one of my most amazing friends. Um, We actually met through another friend while I was writing my first book, Breaking Through the Silence, The Journey to Surviving Sexual Assault, and uh, now I just love her so much and and, uh, cherish this friendship. So I'm excited to have her on here. Welcome, Mara. How are you? I am well. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Thank you so much for coming on here, for being here with me today. Thank you for having me. This is this is great. Yeah, of course. Would you mind just telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, I am a uh, a new mom. I have two toddlers. Um, live we live in Colorado in a small little town called Glenwood Springs, which is near Aspen. It's just kind of like what they call the uh, epic lifestyle, which is full of hiking and mountain biking and whitewater rafting and all the cool things. Um, I am also a survivor of sexual assault. And um, 
you know, through our time, we've connected on so many other different levels because I'm also uh, a survivor, a survivor, I don't know. I mean, it is kind of a word for this too, but of a narcissistic family member. So there's lots to grow and learn and heal from there as well. So I am um, an energy worker and that's how I am and an athlete and that's kind of how I've gotten past my own trauma and that's how I try to help people through their own trauma as well. I love that and I I love your energy and your energy work and you're just such like a bright light and I really love you and everything that you do so thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) Of course. So we are doing another episode of Voices of Love Yourself First. Mara was an incredible author who wrote a letter for Love Yourself First, uh, excuse me, Letters of Self-Love, Healing, and Growth. And so what was it like for you writing that letter to yourself? You know, it's so funny. I've been on this journey now, um, you know, healing from a narcissistic parent from the age of 18 and then, you know, surviving sexual assault, just similar, 20, 21 Um, and so I've been on this kind of journey of healing for a while and, uh, this is the first time that I'd ever written a letter to myself in this way. And it was very healing. I mean, I was crying, I was sobbing. I had to read it to my husband to make sure (laughs) that it was okay, you know? Um, and I think that it was just such a powerful moment of, um, you know, helping myself but also just telling myself like wow look at what you've been through and and look at what you've overcome and look at what you're you've gone gotten stronger uh through and and I think it was just a really powerful moment that I I hadn't you know in all the modalities that I've done and have worked with and healed in it was just its own so simple uh modality of healing and it, it had such a larger impact than I thought it was going to have. I was thinking, I'm just going to sit down and write this very simple <laughs> letter. And I was like, wow, I'm like really emotional over this right now. So I would say it's, it was very impactful. That's awesome. I mean, I'm not, I'm not glad that you were like having a, a difficult time, but the thing about writing letters is that it really is so powerful. It, it forces you to kind of dig deep and think about where you were in that moment and what you needed. And I I love that about letter writing. I use it all the time for myself, for my coaching clients. And a lot of people have a similar reaction to you where like you don't realize how deep it gets, right? Like how much you really like needed that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it's true. And I, I've, I've done letter writing in the past of just like, you know, you write something down and you, you, kind of light it on fire and you release the words into the universe and but you know that even though that's helped too that it wasn't near as impactful as really just looking back on some of those events and um and also now I have kids right so part of that part of my letter was you know how how has this affected me and how is this affecting my children and um you know a lot of the healing started before I had kids but it's been like fast-tracked and so much more intense with children because you're like, wow, it's not just me anymore. And now I have these two little human beings that, you know, I have to teach to be strong and competent and, you know, have power over their bodies and power over their minds. And it's different, you know? 
Yeah, that has to be that has to be a little bit difficult. I mean, I'm not a parent, so you know, recognizing that you literally have to like teach these children things that we were never really taught. You know, what's that like? Very hard. <laughs> like <laughs> and hard and hard on different levels too because obviously um growing up with a narcissistic parent there's things that I like innately want to do and then in the back of my mind I'm like no 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 that's the wrong way to do it right this you know I have enough awareness now to say like that's not gonna if I do that continually in the future it's not gonna turn out well for my my child um it's a little harder too because I have I have two little girls and and while I like I wanted that I wanted little girls so much I'm so happy that I had them um, it's a different feeling, you know, there's, I know the statistics are almost the same, you know, it's like one in five for men and one in four for, for women. But, um, you know, when, when it's a little girl and, and I can relate to that so much, the fear and the, you know, how to respect adults and, you know, all the things that you're taught, at least in our generation as kids, societally and, oh, you have to go hug your uncle or whatever, you know. Um, it's very, very, I, I feel like I have to be on a lot of the time to really protect them, not in a overshadowing kind of way, but just just protecting their voice and, and their right to have a voice. And that's hard when you're parenting because you're also like, okay, I need you to listen. Like, how do I get, <laughs> how do I get you to listen in this moment, right? And also, how do I cultivate this like massive um, personality of independence, right? And it's like a fine line. <laughs> <laughs> that it sounds not always easy. <laughs> no, that doesn't sound easy at all. It's like here, be independent, have your own voice, stand up for yourself, except against me. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> exactly. And like, and I find myself just sometimes saying like, um, I have to remind myself and I'll say it out loud. I'm like, you know what? That's a way that's a way to get it done. That's fine. It's not my way. It's your way. And that's, that's a way. And so, um, yeah, so it's a, it's a big reminder of, uh, you know, how to cultivate that independence and that, you know, really strong will and personality and, and even harder with my oldest. I mean, she's so rule focused and, you know, and she's like, says sorry for everything. I'm like, oh my God, where do you get, I don't say sorry for everything. So I don't know where she got that from. Right. Probably and from like, me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Auntie, Mar- Auntie Marissa. <laughs> yeah. So I have to remind her all the time. I'm like, you don't, you don't have to say sorry for that. And, and it's just such an interesting thing, you know? Yeah, that is, I see. It's funny because I always, I only know it from my perspective in terms of like apologizing for everything and whatever. So I never really thought about what it must be like for a parent of a child with that, like you, who's so strong, you know, that's so funny. It's It's funny that it's innate. Like sometimes we think that that's taught and it is, you know, but like, I guess the biggest shock to me was, yeah, that it was like innate to her to be apologetic to, to, be you know we look at it and we're like oh my god she's so sweet and she's so kind and that's true and then sometimes I'm like come on kid like fuck (laughs) up man like you know don't apologize for that little boy getting in your way at the slide you know like tell him to move (laughs) (laughs) kick him no just kidding right whatever (laughs) get him out of the way (laughs) were you like that when you were a kid were you apologetic No. no just never no 
I think that I became so you know, but I mean, you know, from the books that you wrote, but growing up with a narcissistic parent, you you do you do feel shame a lot. That's like a big a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have that aspect where I could like do something. To- I could do nothing wrong, and like a police officer shows up, and it's like, oh, questions, and I'd be like, oh god, like <laughs> you know, I'm like. You know, but I know like I did nothing wrong, but I would get this like pit in my stomach, like, oh my God, I'm guilty of something, right? Um <laughs> yeah. so I had that, but I I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that I was um and I say that I apologize a lot. And I I have recently really been trying to focus on it because I saw this reel on Instagram about a woman who just decided not to move out of the way of men when she was like walking on the sidewalk. And um and I realized like, oh, when I'm like walking around or in someone's way, I do apologize. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. And I'm like, why do I do that? Like, that's so weird. Like he, he could be in my way too, or, or she, you know, whoever. So I've been paying a little bit more attention to that as like, as a, as a decent reflex. With all of the talk and chatter about the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trials, a lot of people have been talking about male survivors and how males can be survivors of domestic violence as well. And I am fully on board for that. I believe we are one big survivor community, and it is really important to recognize that men can also be survivors of abuse and more often than not don't even realize it because we don't talk about it so much. I wanted to provide an avenue of support for males and people who identify as males and people who want to understand what males go through as survivors. So I released a book in 2019 called Breaking Through the Silence, Hashtag Men Too because I think men were missed by the Me Too movement. To purchase a copy of Breaking Through the Silence, hashtag men too, you can either visit Amazon or my website at www.marissafaycohen.com slash the hyphen books. That's M-A-R-I-S-S-A-F-A-Y-E-C-O-H-E-N.com slash the T-H-E hyphen books. Men deserve a place at the table when we're talking about domestic violence. And the sooner we recognize that men can be abused as well and really embrace them in our survivor community, the better and the stronger we'll be. Everybody's voice deserves to be heard. That's funny. I read the same story and I'm determined now not to move. Oh my gosh. Sorry, my computer yeah. started playing music. Um, <laughs> that was really weird. Uh, so I, I read the same story and I, I decided not to move out of the way. And I've been bumped into by so many men who don't even think to turn around and apologize. They just bump me and keep going. I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah, it's it's true. It's- I, I know I've experienced it now. And, and I'm, you know, not to get into the patriarchy, but <laughs> burn the patriarchy <laughs> um so what was like was there a turning point for you or yeah, was there a moment I, I get it oh I'm so sorry I think you I think you're disappearing <laughs> I can't hear you I I can't hear you you're you're cutting kind of in and out but I yeah you're you're also cutting in and out and so right now I can't hear you at all. I can. Hey, are you there? 
I'm here. Okay, yeah, that was weird. I could hear you, and then I cut out, and then, okay, I'm back. I'm back. Okay. I'm <laughs> sorry about that. Oh, there it goes. See? I apologize for everything. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> so funny. What were you saying in case we missed it? I, I was just ending the conversation on being bumped into as well. Oh. And you went into your next question, but I kind of forgot what it was. Oh, no, that's okay. I didn't finish it. Um, So was there like a turning point for you or um, a moment where you started to see that like self-love was was healing for you or where you needed to kind of rebuild that? That's an interesting question. I, I'm just thinking back <clears throat> on when it went from survival to self-love and I'm just trying to kind of pinpoint that. I think it was, um, I think it's hard to pinpoint too, because self-love became such a fad at one point and, you know, everyone was doing it. Everyone needed more self-love, all that stuff. And I don't know if I really felt like I was gaining self-love more as I was just pushing myself to be the best and the strongest person that I could be, which maybe could be seen as a form of self-love, but I'm sure a therapist would be like, that's a survival mechanism, you know, and that's, <laughs> that's fine too. Um, you know, I, I think that I really started, um, well, when did I most struggle with self-love was probably after having kids. So uh, maybe that's, maybe that's when it really started as a whole, where I actually had to work on it in a different way. Um, you know, there's a lot of body stuff that happens when you have a child. I and mean, you know me, I came from a super athletic, super fit lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, had kids and I was like, whoa, you know, my body like is way different. And so that started a kind of a path of just learning to appreciate my body and what it's been through and what it's done. And, and, and I think there's days where I still struggle with that, but I think that it's far better, um, than, than what it was. And, and then I think, uh, you know, you and I talk about this just on a personal level too, just the struggles of parenting and the mom just being so needed all the time. And I think how I survived, um, trauma was being by myself and really getting introspective and, and really, um, trying to understand, where I was at at the time or what I was going through and like kind of having these conversations with myself and or reading something or, or doing something right. That, that could help me get through those. And I think that there's a lack of that now. So I think the biggest lesson with self-love that I'm learning now is, is surrender and that it, it just can't always be this active thing that's on all the time. Um, and to surrender to the fact that life happens and you're allowed to take days to be like pity, <laughs> like, wow, this is really effing hard, you know, and then, and then you're allowed to take the days where you're like, I feel great. I'm going to go work out. I'm going to, you know, go get a pedicure and whatnot and, and change that mentality. And so I think the self-love for me kind of came stronger when it was challenged, when I couldn't just do it whenever I wanted. And I, part of the self-love was to surrender to the fact that this is life and we can only do the best that we can do every day, you know? Absolutely. Wow. 
life really does change so much when you have kids. It's crazy to think about what your day must be like versus what my day is. And it is, I, I am so grateful <laughs> to have, <laughs> to have that free time. And it's not like a snack, like a, a smack at having kids or anything, like For a jab. Sure. I just, it just makes me appreciate so much more that like, if I don't feel like getting up at six in the morning, I, I don't have to, you know, I don't yeah. have a kid coming over. And yeah, no, it's so true. Trust me. Like, it's so true. And on one hand, there's like a benefit and I, you know, of where they really make you prioritize your life much faster, right? Because you don't have the time in that sense to just be like, oh, today, I'm not really going to focus on this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a benefit of, you know, you're like, wow, I, this is what I really want. And I really want to go for it. And then there's like the hold back of the time to be able to do it. But, um, but at least the, what you want is really there. And it's very clear. And for some people, that's great. Um, but yeah, like, I, I read this article, which was, which was written by a therapist is a couple weeks ago about how there's a lot of judgment when parents get divorced about how joyful the mom is um, through that process. And, and of course, God, who are they going to judge, but a woman, but, (laughs) and, and it went through the article and it was like, well, of course she's joyful. She's now actually has someone taking half of the responsibility. Whereas previously that person probably didn't. So now her kids are gone half the time or close to it. And now she has time to herself for the things that she should have been doing while she was married and couldn't do because she had them so much of the time. And I was like, wow, like, I don't want to get divorced or anything, but that sounds great. Like, that sounds <laughs> amazing. I could like, for sure, like write an entire book in a week, you know, if I had no <laughs> distractions or responsibilities other than myself, right, to like keep alive. And it was just a very like eye opening um, article from a therapist about how people judge moms for having joy. And I'm like, it's probably the first time in years that they've had time with no mental load for a few days, which is just exhausting, you know? Yeah, that's such a good point, too. Things I I would never have thought of, but like that, it really makes a lot of sense. Um, I know a lot of people who feel like a lot of the parenting falls on them and their partner is either working all day or maybe just not as interactive. And like that has to be so hard because so exhausting. It's yeah. it has to be. I mean, especially if you're a working mom or like a working single parent, you know, well, single parent, but married single parent, you know, yeah, right. Yeah. Like a military spouse or something like that, where they're really just not even available. And and that's to no one's fault. It just that's just the circumstance. But it's just uh, yeah, it's it's a lot. Wow. But I'm glad that you're able to or working on finding yourself time to do the things that you want to do and that you need to do and and figuring out that balancing act. But more importantly than that, I'm really happy that you found ways to love your body again. I know that you're a very athletic person and that was always something that was very important to you. And so, you know, I, I I'm grateful for you that you found ways to shift your mindsets that you are like loving and accepting of what your body has created because you've done some amazing things, you know, creating life. Yeah. yeah so. it's, it's very interesting that perspective. I, when I used to work with moms, you know, in the fitness world and I really couldn't understand it. I was just there to help them on their journey, you know, and, and now I just, I see it from a totally different perspective. 
That's awesome. So the book Love Yourself First is available on Amazon. Did you and I can delete this too, but um, did you have a chance to read your letter or any of it? Well, my letter I have saved. I haven't received the book yet. Um, it should so be coming I, to you in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I I'm super excited to do it. Uh, so yeah, I as soon as I get it, it's gonna be like I've told my husband. I'm like I can't do any more TV at night. Like I need to just sit and do something for myself. Like there's just I, like I hate TV now. I hate it. But it's so easy. It's so easy to fall into because you're like, oh, I've had a long day. I'm tired. Let's just sit down and watch TV. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so trust me, it's like it's a love hate right now where I'm like, oh God, I do. I don't want to do anything right now. And I'm like, no, you must. You must get up. Um, so I can't. I can't wait to read it. It's it's probably will be here any day. And and but my letter, yeah, I've I've reread my letter just on the word doc and um and the quotes that you've put out from the book. You know for. Facebook and social media, those are just all so powerful. So I, just, I can't wait to read the entire, you know, each excerpt. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm, I'm really excited for, for all of you guys to get your copies. I ordered them. They should be here probably between like the 10th and the 12th or not here, but to you. Each. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for being here. I really, really appreciate, you know, I love that we can just kind of have these candid conversations and, you know, and, and I just love, you know, I feel like you're such an inspirational person and motivational for me. So I always appreciate you being well, thank here. Thank you. I'm excited for our Montana trip. It's going to happen. Yes. Yes. We've please. talked about it for <laughs> years, <laughs> five years, six years this, now. <laughs> this is the year, you know, Dan has like seven trips where he's gone this year and I'm left with the kids. So I'm like, okay, peace out, buddy. Like this is my <laughs> time to shine. Like. So I think that means we get five Montana trips, right? Yeah, agreed. (laughs) At least, at least. Perfect. Uh, Well, I'll see you on Montana. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds good. And our hot tub overlooking, maybe we'll find a moose just walking across the valley, you know, could be cool. Now my expectations are set too high. I know, I I know. I'm going to be disappointed. So we'll go find them. I'm good at finding them. We'll at least go out one day and we'll find them. Perfect. Oh, well, thank you again so much for being here and for coming on the podcast and being, you know, collaborating on this book with me. I'm really excited for the the next you know, chapters of our journey together. I agree. I, I agree. I can't wait. <laughs> Have you experienced narcissistic abuse, emotional abuse, and gaslighting? From that experience, you might also be feeling anxious, depressed, insecure, doubting your decision-making, ashamed, confused, isolated, having PTSD flares, cognitive impairment, difficulty sleeping, headaches, trust issues, and so much more. If any of this feels close to home, we want you to know that you are not alone. It is estimated that over 158 million people in the United States alone have experienced emotional abuse, and help is here. We want to invite you to join us on an amazing journey for you to overcome your trauma with a community of people who share your struggle, specifically designed to help you heal your narcissistic trauma, break free from toxicity, and experience the respect, love, and healthy experiences you deserve. It's called More Than Surviving, and it begins on May 14th. This virtual group coaching is a six-week, one-hour-per-week boot camp to kicking your trauma out of your body. It has no place inside of you anymore. Here's just some of what you'll learn from 
our over 62 years of combined research and real life experience. Learning how to love yourself again, identifying the healthy people in your life who will be your support system, releasing your trauma so you're not holding on to it anymore, action-based activities and exercises to use when you need them, building confidence, boosting self-love, recognizing yourself, your value and worth, and your needs and acknowledging them, identifying and celebrating your wins because for so long they've been undermined, reminding yourself daily of the amazing person you are, moving past surviving, taking back your power, and living a life filled with confidence, freedom, and peace, rebuilding the toxicity that might be clouding you and your environment and turning it into a refreshing and healthy, safe space and learning how to trust yourself again after gaslighting, set better boundaries, and so much more. Will you join us? Visit www.morethansurvivingabuse.com to register now. That's www.more M-O-R-E, then T-H-A-N, surviving, S-U-R-V-I-V-I-N-G, abuse, A-B-U-S-E, dot com. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Healing from Emotional Abuse podcast today. Before you go, it's important that you know that what you're feeling is normal. Everyone responds to trauma, narcissism, and abuse differently. Our brains go into survival mode to protect us from harm. But I want to make sure you know that you're not alone. I'm here, and I want to brainstorm ways that I can help ease your healing journey. Imagine you're standing on a cliff, and on the other side of a deep canyon is the life that you dream of. A partner who connects with you, supports you, and empowers you, and makes you laugh and smile. A life filled with freedom, confidence, and peace. Good friendships, strong relationships. I've been where you are now. I've been standing on that edge, dreaming of the life that I have now. And I built the bridge between where you are and that dream that seems unreachable. I've walked this path with thousands of survivors who live a free, confident, and peaceful life now. Let's walk this path together. If you enjoyed this podcast, you have to check out www.marissafaycohen.com backslash private dash coaching. That's www.marissafaycohen.com backslash private dash coaching. Marissa would love to develop a made for you healing plan to heal from emotional abuse. She does all the work and you just show up. Stop feeling stuck, alone, and hurt and live a free, confident, and peaceful life. Don't forget to subscribe to the Healing from Emotional Abuse podcast and follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com backslash Marissa F. Cohen and Instagram at marissa.fay.cohen. We'd love to see you there.